What's up, HVAC crew? Uh, it's been a bit. What's happening? Sorry, sorry <laughs> about that. It's been uh, like by the time this airs, probably like eight weeks uh, since yeah. we actually got to record. We uh, hope you appreciated the teaser last week, even though it was like six weeks old. <laughs> I know we had to it's, actually uh, haven't listened back to it. I, I did last night before we we jumped on here. Uh, so that we could at least attempt to catch up a little bit and pick up a little bit of where we started. But um, it's been a crazy um, six, eight weeks. Um, we got busy really early. We've had a lot of other stuff going on. So uh, let's spend a little bit of time together getting you guys caught up with us and what's going on in the HVAC world while you get to your next call. And uh, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. I feel like I'm birth, birthing a baby over here. <laughs> I think that's definitely where you should come back in. <laughs> I feel like I'm birthing a baby over here. Trying to get this burp out. <laughs> Tonight's episode is brought to you by Bougian Breweries. After sampling this deliciously crisp Hounds of Hella's Munich Lager, I am now more well prepared <laughs> to spend my evening catching up with Dennis Wilkins as we remind the HVAC crew just why they love to listen to our bullcrap every other couple days. Is that what you're drinking? Yes. What What is it again? So, um, I know we talked about it before. I, I, I'm from a little town in the mountains, but there's a brewery about 30 minutes away that maybe 10 years ago my wife and my mom went to. And they bought me a growler from the place. And oh, okay. since I don't I live back home, me. and since I don't live back home, I haven't been there in forever. They've they've eaten there. They say the food is amazing. I looked at the menu the other day. There's all kinds of cool stuff on there. Um But I I tried two different beers of theirs when I was up there a couple of weeks ago that I got in the local grocery store. One was the Hounds of Hell's Munich Lager, which is really, really good. Um I'm a huge Hummingbird fan, which is made by Red Oak, and it's they're they're kind of similar, so they both have a really good taste. It's a nice, I love nice local North Carolina brews anyway. And then another I one love I tried, nice Red Oak. Oh yeah, and then another one I tried of theirs was a passion fruit guava goose sour ale. And I'm Ooh. not I'm not really a sour ale person, but dude, that thing awesome. Um, yeah, I was the one very you sad. Yeah, I was very sad. I didn't buy more than one six pack of that when I was up there. I need need to make a mountain trip for more reasons than just the casino. Oh yeah, what's the deal with uh, Kings Mountain Casino? It's coming. I haven't looked recently to see how far away we are. Um, forty five minutes. <laughs> 
over to date. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> Cleveland County will open July 1st. A pre-launch 500 slot facility be made of trailers as work continues on the larger project reports. Local Fox News. Trailers? Yes. So... <laughs> Gambling in a trailer? <laughs> we are gambling. Oh, that's right down our alley. Slugging <laughs> in trailers. This is that's perfect. right down our alley right there. <laughs> Jeez. I'm in. That's uh, not going to draw a bad crowd at all. No. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. It's got to be a nice trailer, though. Tribal police I mean, are going to have a blast. Oh, man. We got to go just to see it. I know, it's one of those, it's worth literally just going to rubberneck the whole time. Oh, that'll be an episode right there. Gambling in the trailers. Yes. All right, so let's get on, what do we got on the, the docket for tonight? Uh, Our uh, notes here, it's 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 all over the map. Cause yeah, notes are all over the place. We got way too much to catch up on. So we're just going to ramble until we run out of stuff to ramble about. Um, we'll see what happens. Um. All right, so last episode, um, we did get on to a lot of was folks. Was that Installers? About, yep, Installers Need Love 2 was the last episode. Um, you went into a lot of the different things you've been doing training-wise, things you've seen. Um, we also talked about um, company structure um, because, you know, one of the biggest things that we see is that constantly companies are relying on the least paid, least trained you know, to put in a product that's expected to be, you know, <laughs> the least worked on and the least maintained. Right. Like what I did Still seeing that. <laughs> and, well, I mean, and, and no, Dennis, unfortunately, can't change the world of how companies works with his training expertise in two months. But good on you, brother. Good try. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of it was just, you know, we're, we're starting to see a bit more of a trend in the last three years with all the work he's done with training to just start getting guys to be more comfortable with different things. Um, and one thing we were discussing a little bit before we jumped on here was, you know, I've got a, a technician that works for um, a, one of my customers and he's, I've known him for, I'd say almost probably six or seven years now. He's worked two different places where I know where he worked um, and he's always been sharp. But he had sent me a message the other day just, you know, saying there had been a few things that stumped him this summer. And he really wanted to get a little bit more training and, you know, who, who can you talk to or do we have any classes coming up? And, you know, I immediately just said, you know, man, just reach out to Dennis. I said, you know, anytime you want to talk, right. discuss things, I said, Dennis is more than open to it. Um, there's, yeah, there's, so no, he there's no bad question. No, he popped in today, and that's where that's where you got to get to as a tech. You got to get to where you can um, ask questions, be humble, uh, bounce it off guys. Um, he 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 popped in the store today, and I was sitting in there, and and uh, I was like, "You here for training, man? I, I you didn't give me a heads up. I didn't know you were coming." He's like, "No, I'm buying some stuff." But he said, "But uh, super heat." right he's just like well while we're here um so yeah we went over you know superheat i know everybody gets hung up on subcooling nowadays it's all over the you know charging chart for most brands with a txv and he's like do i even need to look at that and i said man that's a good point because 
I've even noticed guys on job sites just hook up the high side. They'll hook up the low side for low side pressure, but they won't put a clamp over there because they're just checking subcooling. And uh, so I kind of went over, you know, hey, if you, if you got, you know, if you got high static on your supply side and your cold air can't get out of the system, that, su that superheat will be low. And it's just a little troubleshooting, you know, if everything's good, it should fall between nine and, and 13, somewhere in there. But, uh, I was on a job site yesterday and subcool was perfect. Everything was great, but the superheat was like three. So I was showing him on my phone with the job link stuff where I saved all the data. And he's like, man, all those numbers look perfect. And I said, yeah, except for the superheat. So, um, 10% on field piece tools. Just call Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. I mean, it's all on one screen. You know, I, I used to love looking at needles on the gauges. It is a little bit different to go to just straight numbers on everything. It, it's, it takes some getting used to, but once you, once you get, you know, good numbers in your head on what a good call and what a good system is running like and you keep those numbers um it's a little easier to troubleshoot but uh he he, he brought up a good point he said man i'm coming behind all these r22 systems where everybody's dumping different mm -hmm. refrigerants on top he's like it's all over the place of course i mean we shouldn't be working on too many of these right i mean you should I'm not in the man. field anymore, but they're still out there. Um, no, and we see apartments and stuff, man. They're all still there's tons of old, old apartment stuff that is just nothing but whatever combination of four oh seven and MO ninety nine and what is it, four twenty one <laughs> right. and whatever other one they've they've put into it. And then they wonder why distribution um, companies such as ourselves completely just get out of trying to deal with reclaim tanks altogether because well i mean you, you know, these, these refrigerants aren't the same no these guys don't know if what's in it is true 22 or if it's something else and as soon as we send it back to um the reclaim company they can they have a means of knowing what all's in it and if it's not pure we didn't get paid for it so we you know every single time we'd send in a, a reclaim jug pallet nine out of ten of them right. would be a mixture and we wouldn't get any money for it and then we were just bleeding from it. So we couldn't do it anymore. I'll be honest. When I was in Atlanta doing service and I'd come up on a unit like that, two pounds low, three pounds low. And they're like, yep, it leaks out every year. I just need my refrigerant. I'm like, look, I can throw a little in here, but it's time to replace it. Um, but when I did those, it was beer can cold. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not getting every tool off my truck. Yep. to gas and go on this thing nope. um, when it, it, it it's done it's tired I mean I don't even know what's in it right I mean <laughs> at that no, point you don't, you don't have a clue the needles are jumping around nothing's riding steady it's literally like gassing up your car with you know our, you know 134 people at the, at the at the auto parts store just dumping that refrigerant in there until the air is cold and they roll out yep. like that's what we're doing um we're not going over the system we're not fine-tuning anything and and he was like man we got these apartments and 
um you know the, the, the system's in great shape but it's it's r22 he said i'm coming behind them and, and pressures are all over the place but they're txv too they're not piston so yeah so they're reacting more, yeah. all over the place yeah i mean but yeah the you know getting back to the 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 installers i had a training class tuesday at at these guys shop uh up in kernersville pretty good sized company they had a nice nice office big training room and uh of course i did my whole spill with the installer should make the same as tex and I love seeing that when the owners are in there. Are to punch you in the face. <laughs> They're like, really? And I'm like, look, if he's good enough, you know, we got to structure it there and you cut down on these callbacks. Um, I think he should make the same. He should know the same too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter. Does he want to, does he want to run calls late, get more hours? Does he want to sell? Does he want to turn over leads? Does he want to sell accessories? If he wants to do all that, then he should make more, right? But yeah. the the installers, if he shouldn't have to, to to do all that to make to make good money. I mean, if he wants to be an installer, he should be able to be a good installer and, and stay there mm-hmm. um, till his body, you know, breaks down or whatever. But Of course, they don't have an argument for me, though. They don't like it, but they also don't have an argument. Yep. I said, you're underpaid guy, you're least trained, and all that is slapping your sticker on that unit. And your service tech is fixing everybody else's stuff in yep. town. So, you got it You got it backwards. But, we're getting there, man. These this Pulling out these R22 PSCs and putting constant torques in are... It's a lot, I get a lot of calls in the summer. Jeez. Last few days, it's it's a lot. It's Dude, almost all airflow. <clears throat> I've seen I've seen a lot of oversized stuff the last couple weeks with a few guys too. I've seen a lot of people running into houses with systems that are way oversized. Like new, put in new oversized? Like this the one I think this one's maybe 11 years old it's a four ton yeah. on a 1700 square foot house jeez I mean it's never worked right well no crap it's two and a half three all day well and these guys <laughs> a lot of these salesmen and that and that's this company was good about I said man if you can have your salesman be in there he should um, the salesman sets everybody up for success or failure, success or failure. When he goes in there and he says, ah, oh, this is good. That's good. Yep. All we need is a two ton coal AC. We're done. We're good. You know, they throw it in. So uh, the salesman of this company, you know, I, I went over the motors and what we're dealing with, with constant torque and variable speed and, and how, if, if anything, you know, make at least a return adjustment, you know, mm-hmm. add, add some more return, upsize a return. Um, but I'm also seeing, I'm getting calls on air handlers that are, t- where the air is turbulent, right? I've been getting mm-hmm. a lot of that where the, the, 
it's pulling water off the coal. The static looks good, but it, it the air can't get out because it's a big T or it's a really short plenum and it just deadheads right there. Nothing's radiused. Um, back in the day, like when your dad was building square duck somewhere and it made a 90, it, it turned. Yep. It wasn't just a T. It wasn't right? a square. It wasn't, just it a wasn't hard a T. Nine. It wasn't anything else. And honestly, most of the bulk of what we did outside of just the primary plenum would be mostly round hard pipe. But it, you know, we'd right. come off with four foot plenum. But you know, let's say we were doing a house and we were teeing off both directions. You know, we would tee off a foot back from the end because if you don't create that air dam, you don't get proper airflow down both those pipes. Right. It deadheads just the same way it would if you didn't have that space. And it's just the difference in air characteristics. And so much of what he taught me about airflow, he learned in late 70s, early 80s. He went out he went out west somewhere with his first manufacturer that he he purchased from for years. And he right. did he did a full duck training course out there at their training facility. And what they had were all clear, just like clear tubes. It was like clear what tubes and clear tubes and everything was smoke. And they would, they would have to build a duct system for a house. Like they'd give them a set of plans and they'd, you know, build them one out of this model. And then they'd see who's worked better and why they worked better once they filled them with smoke. And that's how he learned all the different characteristics of how to make air move, you know, then. And guess what? Those same principles still apply. It hadn't changed any. I was going to say, air has not changed. No. Um, that house the other day was a four-ton air handler. The supply plenum was... It went down to a 12-inch tall. I mean, it was, it was four foot long, but... It was flat square duck and it was 12 by 22 and it was just a T mm -hmm. and it was just this massive T. Now it was built in the seventies and it was sweet looking. I mean, I'm, it's no wonder they left it. It looked great, but that constant torque motor did not like it. That the PSC motor just slowed down when it, when it hit resistance <clears throat> or it hit yep. turbulence. It just, well, it didn't even create turbulence. I mean, it just slowed down. Um, I could put my ear on the duck and it was like, whoo, whoo, whoo. you could hear it. And I was like, man, you, you don't hear that. And he's like, yeah, it's just air. And I'm like, no, man, it's just, it doesn't know where to go. It keeps running back into itself. So it was pulling water off the coal in the meantime and dripping on the gas ceiling. And it was, you know, they want a new system and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, you got to. You either got to get a squared around with a Y. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do. It was a tight as hell attic, though, of course. I don't even know how they got the air handler in there. <laughs> it's almost touching the rafters. I mean, it's horizontal left. It's a nightmare. But Jeez. So how'd they even get in there and even turn it on its side once they got it through the... Yeah. Oh, now they got to redo the supply plenum somehow. I mean, I... <laughs> I told him it ain't got nothing to do with the air handler, man. It's doing what it's supposed to do. 
Now, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If the government regulated ductwork the way they keep trying to regulate everything else, we wouldn't really have that many problems. At least you'd right. think we wouldn't. But Lord knows they. Well, I'll tell you what. New construction is crushing our industry too, but it's, that's a whole so other. What amazes me is I swear we go into some of these houses and I look at it, and I said, you know, I swear I really don't see how it's more expensive just to do it right. I really don't. True. I mean, the because I've heard contractors say that oh, I know, can't even afford to do it right. I mean, the amount of waste. Then don't I do see, it. <laughs> the amount of waste I see in flex on new construction jobs is insane. It bothered me before. It really bothers me now the way industry shortages are taking over with everything, which we'll get to that fun topic later. But Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, just, I see so much waste on job sites, and it's like if I ever had wasted like that, I'd have gotten fired. Maybe we'll run out of flex, and we'll have to hard pipe everything. <laughs> yeah, I'll t- yeah, then we'll run out of hard pipe. I'm surprised we're actually having a harder time with flex than hard pipe, but... <laughs> Uh, I swear it's the last, so you got the last 18 months have been so weird in this industry. I swear. Oh, something. I mean, it's definitely new. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've talked to guys that have been in distribution for 30 years and they ain't seen nothing like that. We got going is, on right now. It is uncharted territory. And every single day I hear something else that if I don't laugh, I'd just be more <laughs> mad. Because yeah, so it's just getting comical at this point. So we haven't even talked about what we might title this 410A to the moon. Uh, yeah. So that, that's our little stock yep. term. You know, it's our stock reference. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, we have finally had some some nice upturns after oh yeah after many uh many an episode complaining about red days. We've we, we have right has crushed it. I've had some nice green days. Uh, now last year, I had I bought a few AMC shares for like three something dollars, and then I sold them at like five and thought I was a genius. Yep. And then earlier this year, when they started announcing theaters were going to open, I was like, "Well, it's twelve bucks a share. Why not? I'll throw a grand at it. We'll see what happens." Yep. So I threw what eventually ended up being around $2,800 in it, a little over 200 shares. And then I just sat, sat on, it. on it. Sat on it because it plummeted for like two months back to $6. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I had everything I had was in it. There was no adding to it to average it down. It was just like, well, we're just going to hang out for a while. And, well, you uh, would come in there and be like, God, it plummeted. Do you think I should? You think I bought it? No, I didn't buy no. it. <laughs> God, there it goes again. And then you know, the whole time Dennis is like, "Man, I get out of that thing." I'm like, it's like, dude, it's already I, down so far now. I, I might as well just <laughs> see what happens. It's like, well, you're such a movie guy, left? anyway. Yeah, you're like, like really like, trying to. Is, <laughs> yeah. Like, what else have I got left to lose besides my dignity? <laughs> So, so yeah, so, anyway, so then it went to seventy. Yeah, so then all of a sudden, um, it became a meme stock, as they're now referring to it, and they're trying to at least the whole Reddit crew is trying to make this the next GameStop. So now, you know, it, when it spiked, I sold, I sold fifty shares at 
65 bucks a piece, took my three grand out of it. And now I've got 165 shares with average cost of a little over 12 bucks. Just seeing what happens. And I've got limit sales set. If it spikes one day when they squeeze this thing, because it looks like at least the floor right now is at least probably 40 bucks. Oh yeah. I think so it's about 40 <clears throat> and it keeps bouncing back up over 50. It's riding around almost in sixties right now again today. So I so bought I it know. at 25 when it was on its climb. I'm like, crap. So I bought it at 25 and I sold it. I think I made 1500 bucks off of it, but Yeah, yeah so it's that was a, we we got yeah, of course Blackberry. I think we're thinking Blackberry is going to be the next one. Yep, but. and I've got 150 shares of that. Uh, it's down a little bit, but it's coming back. Um, it's done a nice little steady climb right back up, just like these other ones have. So who knows? Maybe we'll I'm trying to build some money for uh, Kings Mountain. Yeah, I'm trying to build it. some money for Kings Mountain, and I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm working on Rikers College Fund since he's 10 now. <laughs> Rikers College Fund. I think Caden is going to get a GED at best. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Hey. <laughs> the old good enough diploma. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, you probably got one too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ron Wright. So you've got on here, it's not on the chart. Uh, so I, I pulled out some great sound bites from uh, from our previous episode. That was one of my favorite things when you were you were talking about oh. guys that look at you and go, "Well, it's not on the chart." Um, it's like, <laughs> well, not every single thing in existence is on the chart. There, you, there's a little reading between the lines here, but let's see what was I actually had one. Uh, I actually had a guy with a weather king. Uh, so s- some of the product when you when they they'll copy and paste stuff for manuals for installation manuals or charts um, instead of rewriting the whole thing. I mean, I'm finding that out now, right on this side. But uh, I was like, I'm looking at the chart and chart right hand. It's 10 degrees sub cool. He's like, no, I don't have it. It's not on the chart. I'm like, it, it is. I'm looking at it. He's like, he took a it's picture, sent it to me. He took a picture, sent it to me. I'm like, huh, you ain't got it on your chart. <laughs> How I was weird. like, so it's weird. 10. Just put it at 10 degrees, man. <clears throat> He's like, yeah, but what are you going to do about that? I'm like, oh, I don't. I don't know what you want me to do about it. I don't. So I, I can get you a sticker and mail it to you, and you stick it. On. I mean, I don't know what. That's that's one of the most interesting things. And I had I had a conversation similar to that with a guy two days ago. It's like, well, I'm concerned about this part. I said, like, well, I, I'm sorry, you're concerned about it. I said, I have absolutely zero control over where they have to buy that part to be able to put it on that system to move it zero and i could complain about it till the cows come home zero 
Yeah, I mean, I do have a meeting with the factory on Fridays, and I try to run stuff up the ladder that I legit concerns I get from guys because the guys in the field see stuff way mm-hmm. before I do, believe it or not. Because I don't get emails every day saying, "Hey, we changed the reversing valve around." Um, I get the call, and the guy's like, "Dude, what y'all got going on?" You <laughs> like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Send me a picture. Yep. Uh, but yeah, manufacturing right now, there's there's a lot going on, and you just have to take it all in stride. Right now, I don't know what else to do. Well, and you know, we've, I'm trying to think, we've talked about some of the different things that we're, we've seen throughout the year. So, you know, last year, everything was blamed on labor was one of them. The headache is half of this year, you can still blame on labor because we're still having the same unemployment issues until, until they get rid of giving people the level of unemployment they're getting, they're not going back to work. And right. if you give them a bonus for getting off unemployment, they're going to get off it, go get their bonus, and then quit. <laughs> I mean, you're literally, I mean, they'll, they'll work two weeks or a month or whatever, and they'll get their bonus, and then they'll quit. And yeah, they might get a letter from the state saying they need their $1,500 back, but guess what? They're not going to pay it because they don't care because they're still getting some other funding anyway. It's just catch-22. Oh yeah, it's our tax dollars at work. Not. Um, I went. I went through a Zaxby's uh, last Friday. Closed. No staffing. Yep. I was like, "Wow, really?" And we feel it too. I mean, it, <laughs> we, we've yeah. had a, we've had a now hiring sign on our front door for three months. Nobody wants to work. No, it's it's the running joke. Tex walk in there. Y'all hire? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same reason your van you're driving around says now hiring on it for your company. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Always hiring in that in this industry. That, that's it. So what else we got here? Where are we at? So let's see. You know, we were in April when we last recorded. Um, April, despite all the shortages of stuff, which we were, we were starting to talk about, and we'll continue to kind of weave into this conversation. Um, April was absolutely nuts. Never had an April that busy ever. Yeah. Um, it absolutely, those last two weeks of April, Dennis and I were both bushed every single day. And then uh, I know Dennis has had some other things to deal with. You know, I, I had a, a quick little vacation in May. I didn't know. I thought, did you and Tracy go somewhere? Didn't y'all have, didn't y'all go to an Airbnb or something? At least get away at one weekend or something. Yeah, we went to uh, Hendersonville, mm-hmm. which was kind of a yep. one and done. Yep. I mean, neat little town, but not really much there. We just randomly, just to get away try it out all these old mountain towns you know i mean i'm not from this area so i still like trying them all out i bought uh i bought both my nissans in hendersonville (laughs) really (laughs) yeah it was a cool little town so we stayed at a 
we always try to find like a tiny home and uh yep. we found a tiny home community probably about a hundred of them in there it was a subdivision it was all tiny homes so it's kind of interesting gated um little community but you, they, you know they just put it on airbnb and rented it out which is probably what Ryan's going to be getting into. Working on it. <laughs> working on I think it. it's a great idea. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Yeah, those things are still popular, man. It's just perfect little... Well, and that, that location is just... Especially now that, that the restaurant right there is open to. Yeah. For the brewery. Literally across the street. You couldn't ask for a better spot. Well, yes, you could, but that one's pretty, so va- pretty good one. So we got vacations. So you can't, I mean, you can't take vacations in June in this Well, industry. which is why I didn't take mine in June. I took, <laughs> I took mine in May. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually taking mine in July. <laughs> See? Perfect. But, but you're not taking, well, we won't But nobody there. depends. Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say nobody I depends depend on, on me. Dennis. They did. <laughs> I depend on you. Last time I went on vacation in the middle of summer, my phone was going nuts. Of course, Wayne tries to help me out, you know. Yeah. Maybe it won't be just, you know, 98 degrees here. But Where, where are you guys going? So we're going to um, Ocean Lakes Campground. Nice. Myrtle Beach. First time ever being there. I've heard it's... But we'll be there during 4th of July, so that'll be a first. I mean, when I was in the field, that was... You know, I couldn't do that anyway. We took our vacations in, like, September. Yep. You know, spring. I literally couldn't go. But, uh... So it's good to do that now. I mean... till they don't approve it, I guess. <laughs> well, and we had... I'll be honest, we hadn't... The first time Kristen and I had taken a vacation, true vacation, was in November of 19. That was the first time we had taken I mean, when I first started. Like four or five years. Yeah, when I first started, you didn't go anywhere. Nope. And then, uh, yeah, we, we did that. And then we went on, we went to Vegas last November when it was almost completely shut down for our anniversary which was nice we got to see we got to see a ton of things and there were no people in vegas it was crazy it was that it was sad it was that empty um and then we yeah, went, i remember the pictures it didn't look it's right just, it's it's just crazy now we went so we, that's we went back to vegas in may and typically i wouldn't go that time of year but we were supposed to have two friends of ours go with us um that unfortunately due to some, some health issues, they were not able to go kind of at the last minute. But since part of mine was paid for with, um, some leftover gift card stuff I had through the travel agency, I I couldn't cancel it. So we pretty much had to go anyway. And there was no, there was no moving flights that late. So the nice thing was we were actually back in Vegas at our, what, seven and a half year anniversary so we were exactly six months from when we had been in vegas the last time oh okay so we went so we went back to the same restaurant and had a half anniversary dinner 
and the same the one the same guy that had waited on us in November was who was making my drinks from the bar, which was kind of cool. <laughs> so at least you know at least he survived. He made it through the pandemic. <laughs> um, but you know, for me, like you said, you you leave this time of year, your phone just goes nuts the entire time. And oh yeah, and, and f- for me, you know, my phone never stops anyway. Yours really doesn't anymore either, especially but. Mine doesn't pretty much no matter what time of year it is. Right. So it was trying to, you know, how do we go somewhere where I can have service part of the day, but at least some part of the day we can truly get away. I don't have to turn the thing off. It's not going to matter. It's just not going to work. Right. And I'm just going to be away because it's the only way to just try. Oh, you got to shut it down. And I, I struggle with that because I'm, I like to work. I don't like not getting guys' questions answered. I like trying to be Johnny on the spot, but I swear there's been some days the last couple of months I've just, whew, I'm done, boys. Need a break. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shoe buddy. Shoe buddy. <sighs> I was, I took a call at like 8.30 earlier, but it was a big company and the owner was calling me, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, you, you got to um, do what you got to do. I mean, if I don't answer it, it doesn't go away. So No, and the same thing with it's me. There, it's there for the me in the morning, and it's it's possibly worse. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and grabbed it and uh, stepped outside and helped him through it a little bit. See if, you know, hopefully we fix it. But, um, I mean, I get it, that, you know. They're not seven thirty to four thirty, so it's just that you know they get to a point if they're. I hate when they get to a point where they're not very appreciative, or they just just call you because they just they ain't got nobody else to call and just talk about you know some HVAC. And I'm like, look, man, <laughs> I've been on my phone all day. You better have something good. You call me at eight thirty. <laughs> yep, I understand that. Better completely. be Def Defcon Five. And you know what? And sometimes it is, unfortunately. But right. It's... So we got a uh, you got a new little sales compadre there. And then... Oh yeah, we do. We got we got a new new team member in my branch. Um, you know, I think there were, I think some people were thought that I would be put off by another salesperson being brought into my store. Honestly, I really don't care. Um, well, that's a huge area. You know, it's, it, we're in a big market. The only way we can grow is if we have more people out trying to grow. Um, right. And two, you know, I've been, I've been here on, you know, over eight years. And the only thing I have ever asked is if, was that guys, if you hire another salesperson, I said, all I ask is that he or she go to work. I said, I I don't want another one in here. That's just a drag on everybody else and doesn't do their job. Right. You know, we've had a revolving door of, of second salespeople in Charlotte pretty much since right after I started. So fingers crossed, our new, our new uh, teammate, you know, kicks things off. 
I wish her the best. Yes, you heard it. I wish her the best. You heard that. You heard it, fellas. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been seeing uh, in, in all industries, especially in, you know, male-dominant industries, I've been seeing them bring in female sales, and they usually succeed pretty good. <laughs> no, and a lot um, of them do, and I think, and this is, you know, where you have to, you have to start being careful with how you say things. I think the the biggest the biggest fight is I hate to say this, looks only gets them so far. It gets them to a point, but right they still have to know their product. The problem is women get looked down on and they get treated horrendously. You know, we've got another female salesperson that I've seen some things that have been said to her by you know, people, and it's oh, it yeah. is literally embarrassing what I've seen contractors that I thought actually might be more stand-up people have said to salespeople just right. because they think they can do that or they think it's okay. Um, oh, yeah, she gets she gets ooh. put through the ringer. Well, she's good-looking gal, and she's friendly, and her job is to sell you product and she's trying to be nice and it just backfires sometimes. I mean, yep. yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I don't really me. have that problem. Uh, I mean, Ryan's a good looking guy and everything, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't, I don't have that issue. <laughs> I do not have that issue. Uh, uh, you gotta start leaving. Like, you gotta unbutton like, one more button. Yeah. I gotta unbutton one more button to show a little more chest hair. <laughs> can't wait to start uh, turning white and then it's like then i just need a gold chain a gold oh, chain yeah. and, and a sport coat look like <laughs> don johnson <laughs> yeah i hope i mean i think she's she's gonna have to have some tough skin and i think she's already seeing that of course yeah. working the counter you get to see most of it well and i think i think that's gonna she's be not, she's not taking them out to eat and talking about pricing yet <laughs> no well because we, we can't do that uh we, we can't know. take anyone out to eat or talk about pricing because uh <laughs> right we're eventually we're not gonna have anything to sell anyway so it's <laughs> and there's uh, that the year keeps getting better but um i i think and i told her this too i think one of the biggest advantages she has starting right now like there's a there's a ton of things right now in the industry that are working against all of us um Yep. Her one advantage is her kind of starting in the middle of um, the vacation crap show we've had the last three weeks um, and getting right. just thrown in, thrown into the mix, picking up phones day one and everything else. Um, oh, she's thrown in there. It's it's actually a huge, a huge advantage because, you know, I worked I worked counter warehouse inside sales assistant branch manager pretty much did everything a branch manager did without the title did about everything a salesperson did without the title doing it for other salespeople that didn't know what the hell they were doing um right and because i've went through all those things before i was truly in sales i have no problem asking a driver to do something i have no problem asking a guy in the warehouse to do something because i know what it is i've done it um it, it doesn't right. bother me to, to delegate something because there's going to be days where you have to learn to do that um I saw a, I saw a really interesting chart actually in, in my pastor's office, um, 
today. I had a meeting with him this afternoon. My wife and I did just talking about some things that she may help the church with. And um, he, he, he reads a lot of business things, different things. Um, he and I talk about history all the time, too. Yeah. But he had a chart that was talking about, you know, depending on your leadership role, you have to understand how much of your day has to be done doing day to day how much of the amount of tasks of your day should be delegated to the people that do work for you to handle those tasks anyway, so that you can then actually focus on making sure the other group of people and the other 10% are doing what they got to do. It was interesting. So it was like 20% of your day almost ends up being, you know, you're behind the door doing the things you have to do that you got to do. Right. Then you're spending another 70% of your tasks you're spending your time making sure that they are delegated in the right place while you're doing the research of who else can help do this. And then you're spending the other 10% of your day double checking that everything else has actually been put in order and everything else. It was interesting to, to try to start wrapping your brain around looking at things a different way. Hmm. Now, I don't have anyone to delegate anything to, but it's a great <laughs> right. thought. <laughs> yeah, I don't really, that's the one thing about my position here is, uh, I'm just kind of solo, kind of flying solo over here. I'm ready to get back out. I can't wait to get to ride around and go see some new contractors. Kind of miss that. And I've been riding around seeing some people the last week since I've finally been able to start getting back out some again, but... I'll be honest, the last, I know we said it starting the episode, the last 18 months in this business, even calling on contractors is just so, so strange at times anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> because there's still, you know, there's, there's still some people that they don't care if you wear a mask. They're like, don't even put that thing on. And then you'll go one place and, you know, the person is staring at you the whole time because you didn't put one on. You're like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, that job site I went to um, yesterday morning, um, shoe covers, masks, like full nine homeowners yep. were not feeling it. You know, we had to gear up, which I'm fine with that. Whatever. Whatever makes you comfortable. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, shortages. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go get a. I'm gonna go get a beer, and uh, you can talk about that. <laughs> uh, hey, grab me one while you're up too. I got. I yeah. might have enough time to fill it in the time it take you to bring it up here to me and then back. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I mean that's like I said. It's when I was when when the when the branch manager was on vacation. I took so many phone calls from guys I'd never even heard of them didn't know their company looking for stuff and i'm like uh i ain't got it because it's everywhere it's, yeah, it's it's everywhere i think we're just now feeling the wrath of it oh, which is I, crazy well and like i said i think i think it's just now starting to hit it's it's gonna get a lot worse i know people don't want to think about that you know, and, and you know, it's weird. There there are some things in the warehouse that we have way, way more than I need. 
by right. boatload. And then there's other things that that I don't even have at all, period. Completely wiped out. Don't know when we're going to see it. We'll be lucky if we see any more in the next six to eight weeks. It's nuts. What about high seer, like 16 and up? It's, it's touch and go because as soon as these guys can't get the 14 steer stuff, they can't, they don't, or know that we don't have, where you think they're going next? They're going to call someone else, and if they don't have it, then they're going to come back here, and they're going to want 15 seer for a 14 seer price. And guess what? Right now, that isn't going to happen. It's going to get sold at 15 seer price because that's all there is. Well, right. Because, because if you don't buy it, essentially it's not will. our it's not our fault. No, it's not. If if we had uh, 50 of those 14s at some other place and we couldn't get it to you, then yeah. Yep, and that's it. We were. Um, you know, there's going to come, I, I feel like we're much closer than I want to even discuss about it. Um, much closer to me saying when a guy wants a certain size heat pump, I'm going to be saying, hey, you want a coal and furnace with that? Right. Because I ain't got the air handlers. <laughs> and then, and then the other, the other distributor around the corner is going to say, do you want an AC with that? Because he's got the air handlers and doesn't have the heat pumps, <laughs> but we've, you know, we've used, uh, we've used every favor that I think our district manager has with every other fellow, uh, distributor of the same brand family to try to get either get air handlers or get heat pumps or we're trading ACs to get furnaces and everything else. It's, you know, what we Which don't I think, have is I what think they that's kind of cool though. And it, I don't think the contractors <clears throat> know how much of that goes no, on. Contract, and, and this is, this is the honest truth. And this is not meant to sound like our, we, we do more work than the contractor. That's not what we're saying. Um, we do a ton of work. We just do different things for our day to day to make sure you guys have what you need for your day to day. Um, well, yeah, no, I'm talking about just the little family yeah, of yeah, distribution. There's, it's there's not a, just bash them, bash them. No, and, mean, and, you know, and yeah, and there's a lot of these people, you know, we compete against them every single day. But right. at the same time, there comes a point to where if they can't service their customers and we can't service our customers, it doesn't matter if we're competing or not. We're not going to have customers for either one of us. Right. So... You know, you got to walk that fine line between, well, as a business decision, can we all agree to, you know, at least try to help each other when none of us can get what we need? Yeah, I mean, I haven't obviously seen this in my time of doing this work. I mean, well, you know, there were how I really built my strong my, my relationship with our district manager was before I even worked here. Um because I worked for another distributor and there were, we sold a sister brand in a different state. So we weren't really competitors. And there right. were times where I needed, I needed an AC or I needed a piece of gear and I couldn't get it fast enough. We didn't have one, but I could get one from him. You know, he'd, he'd charge me 10% over cost. And if he needed anything, I'd charge him 10% over cost. And we'd call it a day and we were fair. Yep. And I remember after, uh, after two years of just absolutely killing myself for these other guys and just not getting promoted, which come to find out a lot of the reasons I wasn't being promoted was because I had someone above me that was uh, doing everything they could 
to try to steal from the company we were working for. So some of my ill will towards where I used to work has been dampened a little bit because <laughs> there was, you know, there were some things that, you know, came out in the wash after I was gone that might've made a difference, but right, regardless of which, you know, after two years, I, I just told that guy, I said, listen, do you have anything? <laughs> and I think he thought he was going to, that they were going to hire me to be a counter warehouse guy or work towards being his replacement as a branch manager. Um, but then I applied for sales and that's what I've done ever since. Did yeah, I, it's I, weird. I didn't want to be tied in the store all the time. I feel like I've paid my dues but I haven't done them with this company. It's weird in this position. Yeah. Like I had to pay yeah. my dues in the field, you know? Yep. Um, boy, those were some rough days. <laughs> I'm glad I went through it though. I can relate when these guys call. And that's I, weird. I'd like to, I'd like to set up some training on stuff like that. Like you were talking about far, not necessarily, building business building your company but well yeah well but i mean even just some just, of that just trying to talk about how you how you organize your day-to-day -day operation yeah keep them from hitting the, such huge humps in the road that yeah. that i did with with my old boss like it was just so unnecessary looking back you know um there's a lot shorter route to get to some of that Yep. Some of these guys get it and some just never get it, you know? And well, it's not just throwing money at it. That it's it's more than that. It's not just throwing money at it. It's it's actually and I'm in kind of a weird situation with a guy right now about it. You know, you work with somebody for so long that you feel you know, you feel like you are you're not just customer at this point. I mean, you guys are business partners because you've been doing business for so long. Right. Um, and then you, you know, you run into situations where brand X over here, you know, is throwing everything they can at them. Yep. And all of a sudden they want you to give them everything you give them, but for someone else's price, they can't promise to give them what you give them. That's when it go. gets tough in your, in your and job. That's when it gets tough. <clears throat> and then you know you'll have guys that they'll leave over five dollars because they think it saves them money and then they don't have right. the and then they don't have the uh what's the right word they don't have the humility to ever admit they made a bad decision when it goes south so they just stay <laughs> no that pride yep that's what my old boss was like he didn't want to but yeah, I'm talking about getting some, putting training together for, you know, I always say we always train the techs and then we need classes on the installers. Well, I think, of course, there's a lot of business classes out there, but I'm talking about doing classes for the small owner, mm -hmm. which is what we love to have at our you know, at our supply house. I mean, that's what we like to have. But classes for the small owner that's him and four guys. Um, 
you know, watch out for this. Maybe try to focus on this. Because they have, some of them just flying by the seat of their pants. Yep. And if we can help them grow and be successful, then it helps us too. Of course, you can't ever stop them from leaving, but nope. it is what it is. <clears throat> well, and, and like you said, some of it cycle. is some of it is as simple as having, you know, just help these guys figure out a SOP, standard operating procedure for different things. Yeah, or you know, quoting a, a job. You know, quote a job. <laughs> talk about quoting a job. Things to look at. Have a checklist of things you need to look at when you're going in the house to make sure you don't miss stuff. Um, right. You know, all the time I'll have guys call me and say, "Hey, I need a you know I need a price on a three ton this 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 and this," and then I'll ask three questions. I'm like, and I mean it's simple Check. questions. You know, I'll say, "Hey, you know, well is that a 14 or 17 inch cabinet? Um, is it upflow horizontal?" Oh, well, my guy didn't put pictures in here. You know, well, okay, he didn't this time, but when this is the fourth time you've told me this in the last week, tell your guy to take a freaking picture, dude. Right. You know. Or throw a tape on it and just write it down. Well, but he's not there. That's my point, you know. He, right. he's Oh, yeah. Because he's not got a standard operating procedure for that guy in the field to follow. And if he does, then he's not following it. And if he's allowed him to not follow it for a certain period of time without trying to correct it, then it's not going to get any better. You run there. There comes a point to where if you don't correct it in time, you're never going to fix it. We see that all the time. We sling these jobs in now, man. We get so lucky so many times in this business. Some of these guys, um, the sizing the the duck work sometimes it works sometimes it don't but when it don't you know that 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 could mean that's the difference between you making a profit on that job going back you know 20 times yeah we've we've seen that happening here unfortunately with with a company here recently that's had a, a lot of first year growing pains because of some stuff like that unfortunately oh yeah he had the wrong installers out there and he's got to go back behind almost every job he put in for i don't know how many months and putty i'll tell you i saw some i found out some more stuff today uh, which i don't know if, if they talked to you about any of it um oh i can tell you even more about it if we get off here it's bad <laughs> i just found some bad stuff well i seen some pictures of some installs today one of the techs came in there and he goes, oh, man, he, he I mean, might've been showing you what I was seeing today. Cause, cause I, I was talking to him at their shop today too. Yeah. I mean, Jeez. he's just waiting on the phone to ring and it ain't new people calling. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's installs that were put in months ago or just now stuff's happening to them. And all you can do is go fix them yeah, and, and move on and try to make sure you get a good review still, you know? Yep. Um, cause reviews will kill you nowadays. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Just shut you down. Well, and I saw, I saw today that one of the guys, uh, significant others was not happy that he had been fired. So she went on there and she absolutely just let loose on their company's like Google listing. Wow. About how they don't support their employees. And all this. it was bad and it's just no 
No, he there's a reason he got fired. <laughs> start a business. Start a business, they said. It'll be fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun, they said. You'll, You'll make, make lots all, of money. <laughs> make lots of money. They don't tell you about all the rest of it. <laughs> Uh, you'll also take 30 years off your life. Thanks. <laughs> In the first 12 months of business. Oh, this industry is a license to print money, man, but it is brutal in the summertime. If you're not prepared and you ain't got your ducks in a row and we always thought we were ready for it and we never were. I mean, you just think, dude, and, and trust me, it's the same way on our side, too. None of us saw the stuff happening this year at the level it's happening compared to last year. And there's there's some things that uh, we were going through yesterday and today. And, you know, we thought we ordered enough. But we, did, we didn't know we were going to be 200% up on that item by the middle right. of the year already. It's just, I mean, there, I mean, there's no way to know some of the things that spike at times. It's crazy. Well, and the factory is just showing up. That's what I think is weird. They're not giving anybody a heads up on what's showing up on a truck. And none of them are. You like, open I the door and you're to, like, oh, sweet. I got some yeah, air handlers today. You know, I, I talked to a buddy of mine at another, man, or not another manufacturer, but at another distributor a couple days ago. And they don't, they don't even know when they're getting the next anything like nothing no but it may it may, it may be tomorrow though he's like we, we he's like we could get a tractor trailer load tomorrow we could get a tractor trailer load in august we don't know right it's pretty much like just shows up when they show up because there's not enough truck drivers to drive the trucks to get them anywhere for what is available wow <laughs> and then you've still well got- i'll just take the tech calls as long as it can yeah and then you've you've still got all these uh all these other plants that are in texas that were damaged during the storms especially during the freeze you know there's and we've had a flood down there yeah so i mean there's uh, recently i mean think about a manufacturing plant five hundred thousand square feet under a roof and all your pipes burst in the whole plant that's not a that's not a one week fix hell that's not no. a two that's not a one month fix i mean they've, they've got plants that have been down almost you know a quarter now because well during the i fixed. mean during the pandemic like plants were operating at 60 percent capacity if that that means you never catch up though no so it, it doesn't just you can't just go to a hundred and catch up right then. Nope. You literally need a break in the weather. Yep. And that's I mean, you literally have to slow but that's not we're we're well, not and there. The, we're and not this there. year you could have a break in the weather one day, but the day you had the break in the weather, now you can't get this for six weeks. Or <laughs> Right. It it didn't matter. I mean it's literally if if it could work against you in the last eighteen months in manufacturing, it's happened. Oh, yeah. Well, it goes for cars. It goes for everything. Yeah, I mean, hell, you know, next year, whenever whenever Ford and all these other uh, manufacturers finally get chips in their vehicles, dude, there's going to be a fire sale in 2021's lineup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Dennis is like, why did I buy my truck this year? Damn. Well, I'm glad I caught mine. Yeah. When I, when I did. Yeah, Man, I just caught before, it. Before he couldn't get it. Jeez. 
Of course, you still well, you still got to haggle a little bit, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah, it that's wasn't at that point. <laughs> right, you're paying sticker now. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's what you know. All these all these guys we we talked about. You run out of fourteen, you got to buy fifteen. Well, you can't get the S version now. You got to buy the SE. Sorry, I, I right. hate to say that, but it's that's what it's going to end up. That's what's going to come to. All we got is this limited. That's you get it. with that? Yep, we got the limited. No, no <laughs> sorry. <laughs> It's only thirty grand more. Yeah. So, All right. So, what do you think you want to get into next next episode? Next next week. What should we talk about next week? Let's see. What is today? Today's seventeenth. I think AMC had a vote or has a vote this week. <laughs> Need to get on stock twits. See what I'm supposed to do. Follow the herd. <laughs> Follow, yeah. Sheeple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sheeple. That guy just said it was going to the moon. Yeah, but the next one said it's crap. Then the next guy's got King Kong beating his chest. I don't know what to believe. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should just buy, well, I think we should have bought a bunch of R410A a month ago. Or 407. Or, or whatever. Know. Yeah. We should have been the guy that... Who was it that was telling us? This guy like backed up to a supply house. That was house. me. Oh, yeah. The guy backed up to a supply house in Georgia and bought 120 jugs of 22 or something. <laughs> yeah, he had three pallets. He had his EPA car, but he wasn't even in the industry. Like, he didn't even... He was just a... Yeah, so... He just, speaking of that... I had a, I was on the phone with that tech guy, the tech guy you were talking to about super eat Subcool. His boss yep. was on the phone with me about six 30 tonight. No, excuse me. Five 30 tonight. And, uh, he was saying he, had, he had to go pick up a part for a old train furnace. So he was at DNL cause he was close to it down there. Right. And, um, they said some guy walked in and was trying to buy 280 drums of 410 from them, like over the counter. I mean, like, now's not when you I mean, buy two, it. 280? And, and it's, What's and that price? Well, and the guy was to. like, dude, you you don't even have an account here. I can't sell you that. <laughs> and, and they were just talking about it. And I think uh, my guy over Sure didn't want was, $280 worth of 410A? Well, that wouldn't even get you a drum now. I know. Here, let me, here we go. Let me put a little bit yeah. of that. Can't have all this. Here, put some of this in your water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he was like, man, he's like, God, when did that shit get so high? I said, dude, oh, it was that, that happened like, in like three days. eight days ago. Right. So like, didn't you hear? I said, I went, I literally went from Friday, what, the 4th? On Friday the 4th, I quoted a guy, a pallet at like 190 a jug by wednesday we were over the counter we were 280 something a jug and now it's over 300 Jeez. wow and guess what to look did at I, du- guess dupont what? stock and see what yeah. it did and guess what did i get to sell it to them at 190 no because by the time they pulled the trigger three days later ended up going in the mid 200s because my cost changed because it got raised 
because because <laughs> we had to do it we had to do it as a drop ship to get the number hmm a lot of guys don't don't they think that when they order 40 drums refrigerant nine yeah. out of ten think it's coming out of your store right then and I'll tell you nine out of ten times that is wrong like DuPont DuPont's stock didn't it, it's it's way down well because the thing is they're not making any more than they were making before right but it's been the beginning of this year one has been so busy that I think you know they burned through a lot more of what's been manufactured than they typically would have by this time of year and two it's just you know once again if you've been running at 60% capacity just because you get to 100% don't mean you're caught up no no you're it's going to take you're still chasing well how do you how do you get caught up I you mean, don't. you have to yeah. you you honestly you don't in most mild cases. winter mild because summer I you mean, can't produce more than 100% of what you can produce no without building more factory and hell right now you can't get the stuff you need to build what you build with your factory let alone what you need to build more factory right <laughs> Yeah, the guy called. He's like, "Man, I got a two-year-old unit. It's got a leaking condenser coil." I'm like, "Man, that's that's tragic." <laughs> you might need to learn how to fix it. Oh wait, we don't have a condenser coil. Oh, you know what? I should just give you a new unit. Oh, dang it, ain't got that either. Get your torches out, dude. Well, and so we we had a soldered up. We had a guy this week. I mean, and he's he's one he's one of our favorites. We love him to death. You know, he, but he's got a unit three years old, bad compressor. And you can't overnight a compressor. Compressors have to come on motor freight. You know, we, unfortunately, it's it's not one that we've, I think, I don't think we'd sold one of these compressors in two years. And that's right. another thing. If, if we've not had any sales history on a part, we're not going to get queued to buy it. No. You know, it's, it's not always going to be there. And it is, it is one hundred percent impossible to carry every single part for every single piece of gear. It ain't ever gonna happen. I don't no. care who you are; it's not gonna happen. Even, even the factory's warehouse at times does not have every single part for every single piece of gear in it. All Trust right. me. No, we've seen that enough last year and a half. <clears throat> but you know. And he's like, well, man, you know, I don't, I don't want them to have to wait. And I was like, well, I don't want them to have to wait either. But if there is a compressor available, and I can order it, then they're not going to approve changing a unit out. <laughs> nah, not three years not, old, and not right now. It's probably got something going on with the airflow, and it's flooding it out. I mean, I'm telling you, Copeland Scroll compressors are indestructible i mean you can break them but i'm saying on a, on a, on a normal on a, operation on a proper install they're pretty freaking bulletproof yeah when they go out in a year two years three years they're they're pumping liquid or they're starving for oil or you know or all of the above 
all of the above, overamping, you know. All right, well, it looks like Dogecoin is on a run. I gotta go. Wait, hold on, hold on. I gotta go look. <laughs> what is it now? Is it 38 cents? It's, it's, just, it's, it's 31 cents, but it was. So that's the thing with the, with the crypto on your screen. The little line shoots way up and you open it up and you're like, it went up point z point zero 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 three of a cent. Dang, I didn't realize <laughs> how much Bitcoin fell in May. Holy crap. Oh yeah. It tanked. <laughs> no, that's good. I don't even want to do that. I don't want my AMC to tank. I I'll take that back. <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts, though. Jeez. All right. Well, I, I think we uh, covered a lot. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we crushed it. You guys have been sitting in the parking lot in that lady's front yard for quite a while. She's probably not happy. Get out of the driveway. Go to work, guys. She's creeping out. Creeping everybody out. She's she's peeking through the window like, what is this guy doing? Get out of your truck. I'm hiding here. So yeah, so next next few episodes I think we'll go we'll do. I've had a couple texts tell me that they like the little thirty minute ones. Thirty, yep. thirty five. Yeah, we felt um, like we owed you guys a, a bit of a longer conversation <laughs> after the hiatus. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's summertime. I mean it's I've had family crap going on and it's just hard to make it, you know, happen. But yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get some thirty minute ones going and hopefully get back on track. Oh, uh, another thing too. If uh, I was thinking about this yesterday, if anybody is interested in Dennis and I coming up with some cool HVAC R and D merch or some uh, HVAC crew stuff, shoot us a. Uh, Shoot us a message on Facebook or drop us, drop us a comment or something. Uh, yeah. And thank you. HVAC life. Yeah. HVAC life. Trucker hat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Thinking about maybe putting some cool little HVAC R and D merch together just in case anyone's interested in it. And maybe we can make a little, a little revenue and put us, put out some ads and get more followers. Who knows? Maybe we can, I think that's why we're getting traction because we don't have ads yet. Okay, no ads, guys. I don't know what. I... No, uh, <laughs> no merch. Don't worry about the merch. Forget what I said about the ten dollars off, or excuse me, the ten percent off field piece stuff. That was, that was completely fake. Uh... <laughs> so I remember this radio station in Atlanta that came out. It was like, it was a rock station. They're like, we're not gonna do ads. It lasted like six months and that they just completely went away. Like you got to have it. In yeah, that industry, at, at some point, you know? that, at some point they even all happen. I think even at some point, I think we get to a certain stage. I think it puts ads in it, whether we even want it to or not. I think in some I cases, think, I think it, so you might as well do the ones you want. Yeah. I'd Which rather, I think on when I'm listening to podcasts, I feel like, ads don't really bother me as much as if you're listening to music. I yeah. Mean, it's definitely different. 
Well, most time they kind of just break it into whatever they're talking about. They like break stride right. for thirty seconds, and you're like, "All right, I'm gonna get a beer." Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, All I right. guess uh, I guess it's Betty by time, everybody. For us, uh, you enjoy the yep. next service call. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and we will see y'all next time. HVAC RD. was up in the attic with james and i was just pouring sweat i was like god it smells like beer up here hmm. <laughs> oh rob was like i may have had a few yesterday <laughs> <laughs> i was pouring dude god, i was pouring sweat i'm standing there talking to the homeowner the lady's dog is on the top of the the top of the couch like <laughs> i'm like He's like, sorry, a dog sniffing you. I'm like, well, I probably smell like ass. I mean, I'm I'm drenched over here. So the dog's probably like, geez, dude. <laughs>